Here we go. All right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow. On a scale of one, Ow. on a scale, ah. on a scale, Ow. on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to Behind the Dreams Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister, Christian Allgaier. And this is episode 21 of the show and we discuss all things Disney, the movies, the parks, the TV shows, the video games, anything that is Disney, we will cover. So today is, uh, we're recording this on February 11th. And uh, was there anything special that you did that was Disney themed this week at all? Mm, you know what one thing we did is is the kids had decided that they wanted to watch um like an older disney movie so lucas had made up his mind either sleeping beauty or pinocchio Uh i picked pinocchio so we watched pinocchio there you go so but that's about it nothing else you know that's still actually ranked as one of the best uh movies uh best animated movies of all time Really? Like the yeah, because the skill of it back in the forties was was pretty good. You know, like, yeah, um, yeah. The way they did the water and stuff. I was watching special features on it. Huh. Um, yeah, super cool. And it's I think just this week sometime um, on my time hop I saw it was the 80th anniversary. Was it? Oh really? Uh, no, it's the 80th for Snow White. So it's like the 70, probably 78th. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, cool. Because I think it was 1940. So we watched it around that time without even yeah. realizing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, this week, I, I guess I got my Three Caballeros uh, Blu-ray with Saludos Amigos. Um, that's something I did that was kind of Disney-themed this week. I didn't, um, I didn't actually watch it yet. Um, haven't really had the time because i want joy to sit down and watch it with me because she's never seen these films um and i really like three caballeros so i want her to sit down and watch that but um other than that i guess i you know um didn't do anything else (laughs) some other stuff that like uh i guess is kind of disney theme that we'll get into later in the show but it's, it's specific to some of the news items um so yeah, I guess that'll be our opening question for right now when we don't have stuff just, you know, to do anything Disney specific. That's a good one. Um, yeah, and I guess I'm continuing to plan the wedding, which is Disney themes. So. Yeah, I was I was actually wondering if you were ever going to say that when you're like, well, we'll get into it later. You did that last week too, and I was like, is he going to bring up something with the wedding? But maybe not. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> this time, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just move right on over to the news. Um, we got a lot of it this week. Extra, extra, read all about it! So we're going to start with one of the big items of the week, which is that they confirm no name change for Hollywood Studios as of this time. Woohoo! Um, what it had leaked... I think around last week when we were recording the Cinemagine, 
yeah. leak, right? And um, yeah. apparently the the response to that online was very harsh, not just in Disney circles, but in casual circles. Well, I think... That's what I was hearing. I was going to say, I think not only that, but it was a harsh reaction to any of the names that they had chosen, not just that one. Yeah, but that was the one they were leaning towards. And, um... Yeah. Uh, this is one of those circumstances, again, where I think, just like the theater for Main Street, don't announce it unless if it's 100%. Yeah, I mean, it does uh, seem the, weird. The only time Bob, because he said this back in 2015 when I was still working there, he said in that like shareholder call that they were going to name it something else. Don't say that unless you already have the name picked. You know, it went and it's a good name. Without us knowing. <laughs> yeah, and you've already tested the name, you know, like stuff like that. That's why, like, I think, I don't even know if I said it last weekend, but when we were discussing the names, it was like, not a single one of them was a good name for the park. So it just didn't even mm-hmm. seem believable. You know what I mean? Like, when it, when you're reading them and hearing them, it just, it doesn't sound even official because it's like, how would you go from Hollywood Studios to that? And to me, I don't know why they ever discussed changing the name because... Hollywood Studios is still a fitting name for what they're putting there. I guess it's not really going to be the studio part anymore, though. It's not like you're no, in no, but the studio part of the park. You are instead in the actual movie. Right, right. But still, Hollywood. I guess I don't know. I kind, I kind of like Cinemagic, but that's because not yeah, Cinemagin, but Cinemagic. I agree. That's the only one I like too. Um, it reminds me of over in Paris. They used to have a show, Cinemagic. Oh yeah, um, that that was like the um, the one I talked about before. That's like uh, filler magic, but yeah. So I kind I kind of like that one. But either way, it's staying Hollywood Studios. That's easy, clean. Uh, I think they will rename it eventually, but right now with that uproar, not going to happen. And I think I think they're going to reassess with a new back. I do think it is a bummer though that they're not having so much of the studio stuff anymore because that was. It was very unique to the park. I don't think that you get that, really. Universal. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. The The thing is, uh, what I think is, it really... The studio part is cool because it looks like everything's props and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you had... Uh, you know, Harry Potter changed everything with the attention to detail. And people were like, why isn't Disney doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's the part that needed the most anyway so they're throwing all this stuff and money into hollywood with you know star wars and toy story right and um they'd rat you they want they know the people want immersive experiences and you can't have that if it looks like a backdrop you know true and i think that's why that's why the studio part's leaving. The studio part was huge in the 90s you know everybody was like oh look it looks like a movie mm-hmm. but now people want to be in the movies that's true that's true i mean and yeah as sad as it is that some of that you know like that the studio stuff is not really present i think it's going to be really awesome and exciting for the park with what they're going to be able to do with it with toy story and star wars you know i'm i'm looking forward to that just as much as i am sad that the other stuff's not there but i mean i used to love the back lot tour i don't know why i just love that one but you know, times change, things change, whatever. It's 
Speaking of times changing, so are the ticket prices. We have an increase in <laughs> ticket prices. Um, so what, four dollars more a day for Magic Kingdom? Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of one hundred five, it's one hundred nine. Um, I think it's only I like you were looking two or three dollars more for the other parks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's a bummer for people. Uh, it's going to rise every year. Yeah, it's never going to go down. And it's, it's always it's same. always this time of year because last mm-hmm. year we bought the boys annual passes on december 31st and they got the lower price and we bought our tickets around this time and we have the we had the higher price so yeah it kind of stunk but yeah i mean we renewed them last night but and here's the thing they're going to keep raising and raising until people stop going yeah and the thing is nobody's stopping gonna, yeah. going right now nobody's gonna stop going it's a tourist destination. It's people um, all over the world come here, um, especially Disney World. You know, that, well, that was a good part about going to Disneyland. I think we didn't have too many. It, it's not you don't get as many Europeans and and like the Central America, South America crowd. It's a lot more locals over yeah, there, yeah. and maybe the Asian uh, countries going more to California. Well, what was I going to say? The thing is, too, is like. In the grand scheme of things, on a yearly thing, they're raising it two and three dollars, not like ten and mm-hmm. fifteen. Yeah. However, I do get that if you look back over five years ago, now it's ten to fifteen dollars more than it was five years ago. You know what I mean? But, but it's just like each year, it's only for these people that get on there and say, "Okay, we're not going anymore." Really, you're not going to splurge the extra six or eight dollars for your family to go like it just seems minimal some of them won't and then the thing is though that's just going to be replaced by somebody else here's the thing they're already still breaking records i think for like capacity right now i mean like you know like they're 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 not records but i mean like they have had an increase in attendance already this year Um, right so i mean it's it's stuff like that that's going to keep going on Um, especially now you're going to have toy story land opening in the summer yeah um you're going to have you know uh, new attractions like every year for the rest until the 50th anniversary so right um and not just ones that are being like replacements for other attractions you know like tron is sitting not new. taking anything yeah. out you know so right it's right. actually added value uh there um but yeah I mean, and at this point so is star wars and toy story because there hasn't been anything in those spots forever because yeah. it's been under construction yeah so I guess we'll see how it goes. And even then with Toy Story, it took out Backlot, but you're getting now two rides instead of one. Um, yeah. And a whole, like, you know, another restaurant. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah. So um, I guess we'll see how that, that goes uh, with the ticket prices. It sucks. But yeah. it's just going to continue. It's a fact of life. Gonna, yeah, I'm just going to continue to keep going. I mean, and when I and when you compare it, like somebody was just talking about it at work the other day, and how she doesn't want to pay Disney prices, so she's doing SeaWorld, and it's like, but what she's paying for SeaWorld? Are you getting your bang for your buck? And and that's the thing too is like, you get free fast passes here, you know, like right, Universal, right. you have to pay for that, you know, and and you do you do at SeaWorld too. Unless you stay at a certain resort, then you get one free one per ride uh-huh. for the day. Um, 
But like she said, she's, well, all right, her past was Bush Gardens, um, SeaWorld, and Aquatica, which is their water park. She's paying $25 a month because, you know, we can do the monthly plans here for all these parks. That's, that's per person, $25 a month. And that's what we pay for the, for Disney. Yep. And that's four parks. That one's three parks. You know what I mean? Like, it's very comparable. Mm-hmm. It's not that different. All right. And you really can't beat Disney's customer service. Yeah, as somebody that used to provide that, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have some uh, news. It's not official yet, but it's it's in a trial run where uh, foot golf is going most likely into Disney's Oak Trail, uh, which is a golf course. Um, so foot golf... It- so it- yeah, go ahead. It looks a lot like soccer, but you're hitting it into a hole instead of a goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what I'm doing for my <laughs> bachelor party. Foot golf? Yeah. Oh, they have that there. We have it. I never heard it, of it before. I thought like, it was something it's new. It's only like uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes away from here. So, huh. so um, yeah, we're going to do that for the bachelor party. Um, we were originally going to go golfing, but then Dad found out that we have a foot golf nearby. And David's done it before with his... Uh, cousins um so but he had to go all the way down to like their area you know down in like uh, wherever so is it supposed to be fun yeah it's exactly what you thought it's uh golf but you're kicking a ball so when you're driving it you're kicking it far when you're putting you know you're trying to kick it into the hole so but is it (sighs) okay so it's like each person still taking their turn just like they do in golf hmm Interesting. Yeah, so it's a shortened length. You're not driving it 250 yards, you know, like in golf. Yeah, that's true. Um, true. And 21-inch cups. Um, and you're still trying to get it in the least amount of shots. Um, so, so same concept. Yeah, so they're doing a l- test opportunity for cast members at Disney's Oak Trail from February 8th to February 21st. Tea times from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, this is going to be a fully regulated golf course. There's actually a foot golf um, association, American football, uh, American foot golf league, foot golf course, um, and uh, the experience is not fully approved by Disney yet. And that the test period is only open to cast members. Do not call to book your own foot golf experience until the official opening. Um, but it's, this one's going to actually be 18 holes. The one near uh, our house is nine. So, oh. yeah, it's actually going to have... Um, Whew, 18 could be a long, long it adventure. It says two hours and 15 minutes, similar to golf. Wow. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, that's It's that's just cool. probably more physical if, if they have than it, golf. If they have it there, that'd be cool. I would like to play there sometime. That is cool, though. Something different. Starting Monday, February 12th, the Speedway gas station... Uh, you know, right outside Magic Magic Kingdom that's near the um, exit. Yes. It's uh, closing for a full refurbishment. When it reopens in several weeks, it'll have a speedy cafe. That's the Speedway's, you know, like, I guess kind of like... I was really hoping you were going to say when it opens in a few weeks, it's going to be a Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, you know, it's going to be where you can kind of place orders like that for cafe items. Oh, okay. Um, That's cool, though. Paninis, customizable pizzas, handcrafted beverages, breakfast sandwiches, frozen yogurt, and more. Um, no exact reopening date, but you know, that's good if you need a snack on your way out of the park. Um, yeah, we've stopped there a few probably times, Probably more affordable. Toy Box Cafe now open at Shanghai Disneyland. Um, so this is a, a new cafe. Um, it's opening ahead of the April 26th opening for Toy Story Land in Shanghai. They can dine at Toy Box Cafe. Um... Woody and Jesse are now at the entrance of the land already. Um, you know, That's so cool. it's two months ahead already. They're pretty far ahead. Available dishes They're at Toy it. Box Cafe is Western and Chinese options inspired by the film series, such as alien spicy seafood pizza, baked sweet potato with marshmallow and bubble waffle with strawberry ice cream. Sorry, the bubble waffle with strawberry ice cream is something different than the baked sweet potato with marshmallow. <laughs> I was going to say, well. <laughs> that's an interesting combination more traditional options like gong pao chicken with rice braised pork rib and baked seafood with rice is also available so now i know where i can eat there if i go to more traditional for them yeah no i'm just saying i could get like seafood pizza or bubble waffle with strawberry ice cream that should be good that sounds really good the bubble waffle they're designed i don't know about shrimp (laughs) they're designed to look like uh, the packaging for buzz lightyear Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, and Lotso, um, with oversized toy tables, all to carry the theme of the land that gives guests a toy-sized POV. Um, According to the story of Toy Box Cafe, Andy was playing in the backyard with Buzz, Woody, Slinky, and the rest of his toys when he ran in for a snack. Before heading inside, he set up a cafe of boxes and toy furniture for his plastic pals. It does look like the Buzz Lightyear packaging. It looks cool. And then they have, you know, another booth that has the Miss Potato Head and Mr. Potato Head packaging. Um, Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Sweet. I want to go sometime. Um, We have um, American Adventure is giving digital projectors a new final scene and a re-recorded version of... The song, where is it? I don't think I've done that in a long time. Re-re- You're talking about the one in Epcot, yeah, right? Yeah, re-recorded Golden Dream Song is what's on there. Mm. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I haven't been in there in a while. New finale montage in there. I don't think there's too much to know on, on that until it opens. Uh, also, Cars Land is getting a add-on breakfast event for California Adventure. It would take place an hour before park opening and would allow a limited number of guests 60 minutes to enjoy Radiator Springs Racers, Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters, and Mater's Junkyard Jamboree with little to no wait. Um, It would also include breakfast at Flo's V8 Cafe. The cost is projected to be 68 for adults and 59 for children. Shoo. We also have another Disneyland breakfast which is going to be called uh, Red Rose Tavern. The breakfast begins uh, began on February 7th there. Um, which park is this? Disneyland. Wow. Oh. Uh, you know, with French-inspired dishes. Um, it kind of has, like, it looks like on the front of Red Rose Tavern has 
well, somewhere on the wall, I guess, as Lumiere and Cogsworth with B.R. Getz. That's what I was going to say. I was going to ask you if it was Bell supposed to be like that. Oh, so it's where Pinocchio's village house was. Oh. Which I ate there last time I was over there, so I guess that's already gone then. It actually wasn't called Hmm. Pinocchio's, though. It was just village house. That's weird. Unlike over here. Yeah. We got Bob Iger confirming some new new IP-based attractions for Disneyland Paris. Um, let me see. What do they have to do with? I don't know if we even know that. <laughs> yeah, they don't really go into anything. Um, there are going to be some Marvel attractions and entertainment added to Walt Disney Studios Park, which is their version of like you know Hollywood Studios. But um, that's pretty much all I think we got on that. Man, now I'm gonna have to go to Paris again sometime. <laughs> not even gone yet uh, Toy Story Mania is not going to be offering fast pass for a month due to Toy Story Land construction here? yeah at Disney uh, World Yeah, that sucks um, you would not be able to get it for April and May of 2018 April 9th through May 7th of course the one, when we're going to be it's there. when they're reducing the capacity to just one track Oh, well, getting in there is going to be next to impossible. No fast pass down to one track. The lines are already crazy. Yep. So you live down there, so you might as well just wait until Toy Story Land opens. (laughs) Cross it off the list. All right. Let's see. So that is uh, all of our park news, and now we got a lot of movie news. So Moving right over into the movie news. So into our movie news... Uh, Marvel's Black Panther, which releases this upcoming week, uh, currently sits at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes with 92 fresh reviews and only 3 rotten reviews. Um, It's already certified fresh. Um, It's currently the highest Marvel-rated film. Really? Hmm. Um, We'll see. Uh, It's still kind of early with 95. A lot of times these things get up to like 150, 200 reviews. Um, but I don't see it dropping much lower. It's It's been constantly praised. Um, I'm trying to get tickets for Thursday or Friday, so. Hmm. Um, I haven't, I don't even know if I've really seen. Previews? Yeah, that in-depth of previews. Well, this thing is also projected to, like, break the box office. Uh, they're having this. Like, that good? Projected to be $150 million for opening weekend. Wow. Yeah, which would be huge. That's crazy. Especially for February. be pretty huge. (laughs) Um, Got some Star Wars news. Game of Thrones team, uh, uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, are making a series of Star Wars films. So we have Ryan Johnson, who's having his trilogy. The Game of Thrones guys are going to have their own series of films. Huh. Um... So this is kind of like the future of Star Wars after Episode Nine, um, which might be the last Skywalker saga film, and it might just start breaking up into these other series of films. Uh, we got Once Upon a Time, ABC's hit Once Upon a Time is ending this season, season seven. 
it was not renewed. So, um, ratings dropped a lot when they moved to Fridays. And, you know, they rebooted the whole thing, pretty much. Yeah, we were just, it's funny, we were just talking about that this week. You were just what? Talking about that this week, because Lucas has been on a kick of catching up on it on Netflix. Yeah. And I was reading about it, and, like, Zach was asking me why the one girl left and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, a lot of them All their contracts ran out at the end of last year. So they only got a few of them to come back, is what it is. Yeah. And they, um, and from what I understood, like, yeah, they jump forward in time, right? Yeah, Henry is, like, like, a grown-up. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Lucas is sad that it's, you know, going to end, but he's on, like, season five. Yeah, so he still has another two seasons. And he watches it without us. Really? I can't, yeah. I'm like, and then I'll, like, walk Does in and see a little bit of it. Does he get what's going on sometimes in it, or? Yeah, and you know what? Nathan will sit out there and watch it with really? him, like, completely into it. It's so weird. I'm like, for this not being a cartoon or anything, they're like. Well, it's got the And no, Lucas. Yeah, I mean. Lucas will tell you so much. Like, I can't remember, but like the other night we were talking about it. I think as we were going out to the store or something. And he just went like in depth. And this one did this and this happened here <laughs> and like told you everything. And I was like, man, he's really soaking it all Next up. It was a few years ago, though, when he lived here, too. I mean, he uh, yeah, he would watch it. And, you know, I've he would be watching season one or whatever. And he's like explaining it to me. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen season one. But um, I have to catch up. I, I, I was I I stopped watching during the frozen arc um just because i i know and a lot of people say that they should have never done that because it started i don't think it was i I couldn't get into the frozen part though that wasn't my problem that wasn't my problem my problem is i watch so many tv shows right not so much anymore um but i used to watch like so many tv shows and then what would happen is i would get to the point where they fill up on the dvr yeah. And I would get to, like, I had to pick what show I would want to continue watching because I'd be at 98% yeah. and have to delete some other ones. So I'd be like, oh, well, I know Once Upon a Time goes on Netflix, so I'll just catch up on that when it gets added. Well, yeah. Then and that's the added. other thing. I get so behind <laughs> on a show that then I have to really commit to dedicating time to catching up. <laughs> yeah, then it gets to that time where I'm like, okay, it's on Netflix. I need to sit down and watch it. And then... I'm like, oh, let me watch this episode of The Office for the million time, or let me watch I mean, it's, this show a million times. I don't think, I think it's definitely not as good as it was in the beginning, but when I do catch a couple minutes here and there, I'm like, I am kind of like enthralled with it, you know, like, I want to know what's going on. Well, you know, for me, the first season's the best. It's yeah. the one where they're actually under the curse, before they get real convoluted sometimes. But then you also get to... I, I really disagreed with a lot of the stuff in season three. I caught up on season three when I was down in, uh, I think it was when I was down in Florida. No, that's when it first aired. It was when I was down in my first program, right? See, I couldn't tell you what happens in what season enough to know well, what, season three is what the, happened the in Neverland season three. Neverland story and the Wizard of Oz story. Oh, okay, with, okay. With um, the Wicked Witch and... Okay. You know, and the, so there was the two pods of episodes. The first set was in Neverland. The second set was with, you know, the Wicked Witch. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I disagreed with a lot of that type of stuff. Uh, there was some stuff that drove me mad in the Neverland arc. I thought it was cool that it was spoilers for people who haven't watched Once Upon a Time Season 3 that Rumpel's dad was Peter Pan. That was cool. Yeah. But uh, there was some other stuff that just kind of 
little things that, like, I remember texting Joy when I was watching it, like, oh, they should have done this way, they should have done that that way, you know, they should have done this, like, um, that just kind of drove me nuts, but... I can't... Now I'm not, no, now I don't think I'm as particular about that kind of stuff, like, I think I could just roll with it, you know, like, there's... You know what, okay, I remembered what I was gonna say, so I said about how in-depth Lucas is with it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the other day when he was watching it, Emma said, mom to Snow White and he's like wait that's her mom <laughs> that's revealed like, in like the first episode grasp, yeah I'm like you grasp all this other in-depth stuff but somehow you missed that that's funny <laughs> it was really funny though I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah so um the, I think the last one I really remember watching is um in the Frozen arc it's Rumple gets like the sorcerer hat from Yen Sid yeah. But I don't remember what happens after that. Now, is that season That's four? That's season four, yes. Yeah, so I got to catch up on that. Oh, um, so I guess I'm not really that far off from where Lucas was. See, my hardest part is, like, it had been so long since we watched it that I didn't even have a freaking clue where we were. You know what I mean? So, like, then you have to go through and read all the episodes and yeah, yeah. That's how I get figure some, out where you are. That's how I get in some shows. But, like, I used to watch season one, like, all the time. Like, here's the thing. So Lost had ended like the year before Once Upon a Time, right? And two of these are the same writers from Lost. Uh, Edward Horwitz and Adam Kitsis, or Adam Horwitz, Edward Kitsis? That's what it is. It's the second set there. But they uh, they worked on <laughs> Lost and they were writers on there. I really liked some of their episodes. So when it came on, I was like, oh, this will be my replacement for Lost. I never got as into it because I don't think there was as much like theorizing you really needed to do in this show. Um, yeah, yeah, no. and it wasn't like as enthralling, especially once like they broke the curse. Which originally I was like, "Yeah, break the curse, it'll change the show up." And then it changed the show up, and it wasn't as good, you know. Um, well, I think I think the other the part that I was fascinated by was in the beginning when you're trying to figure out who's who. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the most you know interesting part for me. I think. Yeah, but yeah, that can only last so long. Exactly. Too, so exactly. well, I think they tried to kind of bring that back with with. The, the reboot here uh because they do have like a different cinderella now it's like a it's tough to okay so that's what this. i've heard i've heard some people say that that like there's different maybe a different rapunzel too it's like different takes and, on the characters yes that live yes, in this that's other town that were under a curse too i guess um I don't know why they just didn't end it with season six. It's not like the ratings That's were what outstanding yeah. to begin with. That's what a lot of people and said. They should have just... All the contracts were ending. They should have just... Well, we told our story. Apparently, season six ending is great. Like, all that stuff. No, a lot of people said they have all happy endings. So, they should have just left That's it there saying, with exactly. everybody getting their happy ending. Exactly. Because now they're going to have to either bring people back for special appearances in this finale. Or you're going to have like a... Or people are going to see this as, like, a spin-off almost. Like, this, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, a whole they different thing. They won't consider it the f- original. And they might just... You're going to have some people that say, you know, one through six is its own thing. Season seven is its own thing, and it's over. But... Yeah. Um, remember when they tried the Wonderland spin-off, too? Oh, yeah. I watched that for... I forgot about a that. A little bit. I, I didn't What was it, it, one season? Yeah, it got canceled. It was supposed to be more, but it got canceled. But, um... Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's weird. Man, we went on a detour there with Once Upon a Time. But that's what it's all about, you know, getting these, uh... Yep. Talking about it. Um, 
uh, Disney developing multiple Star Wars series for their streaming service. So that's something that came out recently. And some information <laughs> that none, no R-rated content would be on the streaming service. And that they would reserve that stuff for Hulu. Oh. So you would pretty much need... Because they're going to own like 60% of Hulu. So you're going to need pretty much um, Hulu and the Disney streaming service to get pretty much everything. Hmm. Well, we already have Hulu, so... Well, there you go. Um, other than that, not much information on, on the streaming service. Uh, comicbook.com is saying that the streaming service is supposed to launch in late 2019. We knew it was 2019, but they're saying late 2019. So still got a while. Yeah, a whole year and a half or so. Right, right. Uh, some other news. Disney Channel is making an original movie based off of Kim Possible, which would be a live action Kim Possible. I'm glad to see Kim Possible back, but I really wanted it to be animated. Yeah, I mean, so who do you think they're going to have as the person? Have they met, gone that far yet? No, they're casting. They just started casting. That's how this news kind of came out, and then Disney announced it. But yeah, they announced that they just started casting. Yeah, I feel like it might be harder to pull off. Well, yeah. What are you going to do for Rufus? One. Rufus is going to be CGI, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, Still you though, can't but this is going to be a Disney Channel Disney movie. Disney Channel, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's not going to be great CGI. It can be cheesier. And <laughs> I don't think you can beat Will Friedle as Ron Stoppable. Like, you know, yeah. like, and like, I would love to. I am interested to see how they pull it off, though. Like, if they're going to have. Uh, the main bad guy, or if they're going to have, like, you know, Monkey Fist, or, you know... Oh, they have so many rogues gallery, you know, in there. Uh, um, Shigo, as well. I think it'll just be interesting to see, just because... I don't know, you can get away with certain things in cartoons that you can't get away yeah, with. It's going to be bad. I'm, I'm fully expecting it to be bad. <laughs> I'm expecting it to be bad. It's, most of their original movies are bad, you know, or corny, or... Not a great acting. I'm assuming. I'm yeah, but I wish they like had that. more of them. I wish they had more of them for my kids' sake, you know? Yeah, but I'm, I wish. Just because I always remember, like, getting excited about them coming on on a Friday night yeah, or but something. The but... ones back then were not as bad as they are now. Like, yeah, that's true. They had some really good actors back then, too. You know, like Mom Has a Date with a Vampire. Good movie. You know, yeah. like, it's not like. Cringe. I feel like Disney Channel gets more over the top the longer it goes on. Um, over the top in the cheesy yeah. department. Well, you'll you get mean. stuff like Dog with a Blog. That's my go-to. And yeah, I know you hate that one. <laughs> Any show with a talking dog and uh, that kind of stuff drives me nuts. Um, uh, make that a cartoon. That would be fine, you know. But like real life, it's it's not as believable. But a lot of the stuff by It's a Laugh production on there is is not good. Um, they get over the top, they're hamming it up for the audience, you know, laugh tracks galore. Um, my kids actually really liked Dog with a Blog, and we watched it. <laughs> I miss the stuff like Even Stevens and Phil of the Future that didn't need laugh tracks. That I forgot about Lizzie those. McGuire. You know, like, those were the shows that didn't need laugh tracks and could be crazy and kooky at some times, but they would be, you know... Um, it didn't feel like you're getting hit over the head with the jokes. Like when I would watch, just think about Jessie it though. With the kids, people that were, 
people that were our age now, like when we were watching yeah. those, probably thought the same thing about those shows, though. I don't know. I think Dad enjoyed even Stevens. Like, to me, there is nothing... And I know, Boy Meets World did not start on Disney Channel. It never Channel was anything, on Disney but Channel. <laughs> it was just a replay on there? I don't there. think they did replays on there. They did them on ABC Family. Oh, that's true. Well, like, that's what they did wrong with Girl Meets World. Like, I was just reading something about it, mm-hmm. um, like, a week or so ago. But because Girl Meets World was on Disney, it had so many like stipulations it had to follow it was never allowed to get as deep as boy meets world was so in that way it kind of like stunk like i wish somebody else would have picked up girl meets world and tried to do it because it probably could have been really good you know because to me fuller house isn't that different from full house it's not like but to me girl meets world was a completely different show than boy meets world ever was well don't you think shows like where we should be like like, Full House was good as a kid, I guess, right? But, I mean... Yeah. I have a tough time watching it now, because it doesn't hold up, I don't think. It, it's... No, but see, Boy Meets World Boy does. Meets World does, of course, yeah. Well, not the earlier seasons, I think. I think the later ones. No, I know. See, that's the hard part. I'm trying to get the boys into it. Now, Nathan, they've watched it, but it's hard for me to watch the beginning years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's, like, Like, I'd like, rather really jump young, forward a little know? bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but when they get actually into, like, their teen years, I, I like it. My favorite episode is the Halloween mm-hmm. episode. Do you remember that one? Jennifer Love Hewitt in there? Yeah. That yeah. was great. Um, but I just think that there's not that many shows out right now that the whole family could watch that also has like little life lessons and stuff in it. Like there's there's not that quality show out there, I don't feel. Yeah, well, I guess it just seems like, um, in I guess in these day and age, I guess the kids don't usually watch the same shows as the parents you know like but i remember I mean, maybe watching, because they don't have the shows well, out i don't know i used to watch friends with mom and dad that's not really wholesome entertainment like no you know but yeah. we watched it and we were okay we watched it and <laughs> but i mean um i don't know like i, I always knew that dad uh, i guess once upon a time counts dad but... didn't really like full house i remember that as a kid no he hated he really it did. <laughs> he really did. Uh, just how I know he didn't like. And you know Scooby what's Doo funny is he doesn't like mac and cheese. You know, you just learn. I know. <laughs> but what's funny is that Lucas had him watching Fuller House in there while he was really? here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. I I think that there's there used to be more of those shows. Like you know, what when it was TGIF because. They had Step by Step and Full House and Boy Meets World and what's the other thing I was saying? Like Family Matters, mm-hmm. I guess. But I mean, even what they were playing. You know what I wish we could find is like Growing Pains. You know what was great? Smart Guy. Loved yeah, that was a good Smart one too. Guy. That was a really good one. Yeah. That was, you know, um, that was on UPN, I think. Um, but they played reruns on on disney yeah and sister sister, sister was sister, on yeah. disney as re- reruns but you know like a quality show not just like a slap it on there and yeah like, like put it on house, so. put it out yeah well, yeah <laughs> um, it's not that bad jordan there are I other watched, worse like, ones two episodes and i couldn't do it anymore i couldn't um it's funny because i can get my i can get them they'll watch that they won't watch 
like I can't get them to watch Full House. Now I bet you if I fast forward to when like DJ and Stephanie was a little bit older, they could probably get into it a little bit more. But it's just, it's just so, so old. Yeah, it's just so dated. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's so Which old. Which is amazing. That they're like, uh, no. the kids have problems with that because I used to watch Happy Days. I know. I never and did. Gilligan's Island. Like you know, like on Nick at Night. I know. I feel like I never had that problem, and my kids are like, Bleh. yeah. <laughs> They know it. They're like, no, this is old. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's that's it's crazy how this happens. Uh, you know, they. I feel like kids are more picky now. Uh, well, we took. I took um, clock stoppers in for the kids at work for summer mm-hmm. camp. They were like, no, what's this from the eighties? I'm like, really <laughs> say that? Yes, I couldn't get over it. I'm uh. like, no. <laughs> but like i couldn't get any of them into it they're so picky that's crazy clock stoppers is a good movie it's a paramount movie though so we're not a paramount podcast uh all right so moving on to our last bit of news here han solo or should i say solo a star wars story trailer released there was a teaser during the super bowl the full trailer released monday and they did some character posters as well um i know you saw the super bowl part of it um yeah, what I never saw the rest on, of it. On that. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't give you too much. Yeah, because you only watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, part. that's what I mean. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't have much of a... I mean, we're going to yeah. go see it, so... Yep, exactly. And, and you know what? It it looks better than I thought it would be. So That's a good thing. I'll take that, yeah. It has pretty cool... I think it has cool visuals. Really, really cool visuals in the trailer. Um... It's going to still take some getting used to for Alden Ehrenreich to be um, Han. Han Solo. Yeah, that's the part I'm worried about. But it looks like uh, Donald Glover's killing it as Lando, like I thought he would. So yeah, I it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And we'll go over to our last bit of news here. Uh, in the So this is games news now. We have uh, a new trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3. That was released at D23 Tokyo. You know, the D23 Japan, sorry. Um, uh, showcases that the Monster Inc. Uh, leaks were correct. There is a Monster Inc. world. Uh, with Sora, Donald, and Goofy turning into monsters when they get to the world. Um, and some cool, you know, cool new Keyblade in there. Uh, that's Monster Inc. themed. You get to see a look at the Tangled Keyblade in there too. It's just some pretty cool... Uh, stuff there, we get to see them fighting alongside Flynn Rider and Rapunzel, with Rapunzel using her hair as like a, as a weapon. Hmm. Uh, got to see a cool scene with uh, Boo uh, when they first get into Monster Inc. World. Donald only has one eye, uh, and she points at Donald and says, "Mike Wazowski," hmm. <laughs> and you know Mike is. Getting frustrated with that, and she just keeps saying, Mike Wazowski, Mike Wazowski, pointing at Donald. <laughs> so, but it's all in Japanese except for the word Mike Wazowski. So, it's, um, <laughs> they, you know, they don't have the English dubbed versions yet, but um, of the trailer, but uh, looks cool. Uh, release date is rumored to be unveiled at E3, which is in the summer uh, game convention. Um, originally, we thought it was definitely going to be unveiled at A3, E3, but seems like that report may have been uh, over-exaggerated. So I'll just say perhaps they will unveil the release date. 
I'm thinking it's going to be around October, November-ish. Because um, it still says 2018. So we're, yeah. we're pumped there. Um, but yeah, just a really cool trailer. Gets you pumped up for it. Um, I'm excited. The game looks beautiful. Some really cool stuff in Monster Inc. World. You even see Sora kind of like uh, hanging on to the... the uh, you know, hanging on to like one of the doors that's going on the track and stuff, you know. Yeah. Skating on the track. So, um, excited for that. I have to continue my replay through the series. I'm playing Chain of Memories, which is terrible combat. So, haven't really felt the need to pick it back up. But I need to play that one to get to Kingdom Hearts 2. So. And we will go over to our character of the week. My mom, uh, our mom picked out this character of the week uh i told her to pick a random movie and i would flip through my book and find that movie and then pick a character um she had chose lady and the tramp and then i was going to pick a different character and then she said i should pick c and m uh the siamese twi- cats. twins cat yeah siamese, siamese cats um i don't know how much trivia there is on these so bear with me um, the, the, I just remembered what? something funny. <laughs> what? When we were watching Pinocchio, uh-huh. Lucas, you know, Figaro's in it. Lucas is like, what came first, Pinocchio or Minnie? Because Minnie has Figaro on making yeah, up yeah. Minnie. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I'm like, well, he was in this first. Yeah, and then they added him as her yeah, cat. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that I they know. chose Figaro. I know. It was just so funny that he said that, though. Oh yeah. We'll have to have a whole, a whole uh, episode about why, uh, why Figaro is Minnie's cat. Maybe I should look that up. Um, I was gonna say, do you could, already know? <laughs> no, I don't know. That could be a whole Disneypedia, I guess. If, I figure. <laughs> <laughs> if it's that in depth. <laughs> yeah. Today we'll go over just why Figaro is Minnie's cat. Um, these two characters have been cited as Asian stereotypes because of their squinty eyes and buck teeth. Um, these features were altered in the sequel and House of Villains to not look as exaggerated. <laughs> uh, with their names combined, Siam, Siam, it's the former name of the Kingdom of Thailand. Um, <laughs> because they're from a Thai breed, they speak with an Asian accent. Originally, they were to have been animated by Ward Kimball, Kimball, uh, but Walt Disney decided it was too fluidly animated, and as a result, uh, and as a result, almost all of his animation, except for one or two shots, were cut from the final film. <laughs> oh, I see what they mean. I think. <laughs> I think. Um, I don't know. They don't look too different. I would have to like really blow up the picture of the first first one. Um, they appear in the Walt Disney World Resort uh, in a fair amount of the Disney Villains merchandise. They also have a statue of them in the Disney Villains store at Hollywood Studios. Um, in Fantasmic, they appear on a floating bubble musical sequence. You know, mm. in the floating bubble one. Uh, they were amongst the Disney uh, villain, villains projected onto Sleeping Beauty's castle at Hong Kong Disneyland at, um, as one of Maleficent's invited guests in Villains Night Out. They've also appeared on House of Mouse. 
and Lady and the Tramp 2. Quick quiz here. What year was Lady and the Tramp? Oh, God. I have no idea. 1955. Longer ago than I would have guessed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. I guess we should start wrapping up. Um, Where can... uh, We don't need a question. We're, We're... overly long right now that's Where can fine people find you uh you can find me on instagram at allgeier adventures a-l-g-u-i-r-e adventures um and we will be in disney next weekend and so follow that yep and then um our podcast on instagram at behind the dreams podcast yes and oops i should have had this ready facebook.com <laughs> backslash behind the dreams podcast uh, YouTube Behind the Dreams Podcast. There's only like three videos on there. Um, we are on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Please rate us on the iTunes store. It helps people find us. And um, I guess that's everything. I will definitely, quick plug, definitely, well, maybe I shouldn't say definitely. I'm going to be on Logan's podcast. We met behind the castle. Um, permitting any technical difficulties. Um <laughs> next saturday the 17th so um i'll be on there on the 17th and i guess then i'll be you know back on here uh, sunday and um hopefully i'll be able to talk about some black panther a little bit a little bit spoiler free review because i'm hoping to see it this week so sounds good i guess that is everything so i guess we'll catch you all next week see you later Low battery. <laughs> See ya real soon.